if they owned up to it and said this is purely a cash grab, yeah, I think we, I think everybody would. If do they it. called it the cash grab league, right? Respect, right? If they called it I'd big money, it. big money league. Actually, that's what their issue is. They just call it the super <laughs> league, but that's like classic villain name kind of thing. Like, yep. they just too obvious. Wrong branding, wrong PR. Right. We got to get the baller family involved. Big baller brand. Look, that's how you market a brand. All right. You want the Super League, get the big, big baller league. Out there. I don't know. Welcome to Footy Fellas. Welcome, welcome to Footy Fellas. Welcome to Footy Fellas, coming at you from Chicago and Minnesota. Going to be talking soccer, life, playing games, playing mind games. We got a little something for you. If you haven't yet, throw us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube at Footy Fellas Pod, F O O T Y Fellas Pod. This episode is brought to you by the proposed Super League. <laughs> Today, we will be talking about a whole medley of things, all the hot topics and happenings in the soccer world, the footy world. That will keep you informed and on your toes. We're talking MLS open, opening weekend, Champions League, Man City losing their quadruple, Europa League, NWSL Challenge Cup, all the juicy stuff. Very juicy. So today is really just straight bands. Straight bands, straight juice. Through. I haven't had some good juice in a while. I'm ready for it. This is tea time. You know what? That's what the, that's what the, like you can sip on tea and you can talk about things. This, mm. is, this is tea time. Tea times with the uh, get your crumpets with the tea lads. The tea lads, the you, British boys. You guys ever had tea? You ever had like proper tea? You must. Oh, have. I've had tea. <laughs> yes. Have you? Like proper I mean, tea. tea like you sat down, you had little sandwiches. I have little... not. Really? Have not. Yeah. And when you were in, in England, never happened? Never. Okay. I did. But I see. Explain. Tell us, Jones. It was. I want del- to live through you. It was vicariously. Please, guys, tune in. Uh, I was maybe 10 and in London with my mother, and we had tea and it came with little sandwiches and guys i you go like i i'm curious what british folk would say but i thought the highlight of it without a doubt is like these little delightful sandwiches no crust it's kind of those little thin little little bread things and you have like it could be like egg salad in there it could be it's like easter kind of like meals the best way i can put it (laughs) and it was delectable that's actually what i want now the surprise sandwich you're saying the sandwich could be anything in there it's not a set I, I I would assume it's not just a random like hodgepodge of whatever's in the fridge. It's probably like standard things. But I will say what I did have was like egg salad thing. I think there was like a chicken salad thing. We're making chicken salad. We're gonna that's gonna put on the to do list. <laughs> what Either time way. of day are you whipping out the tea? I think it's like it's early afternoon, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? It makes you think. Are they uh, scheduling at EPL games around the tea and sandwiches? You're asking the right questions. I've actually never thought about that. Yeah, some some Illuminati level stuff I see that we're just getting I mean, right into today. You just have to dive into it. If we're talking, if we're talking tea. When's the last time either of you had freshly squeezed orange juice with your breakfast? Not it's that been too long. long. Not actually that long ago. Two very different answers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I see. How long? It's been too long. When was the? Can you think of the last time? Sheesh. Um, no, <laughs> I cannot. It, it was probably pre-pandemic at a restaurant. 
um, you know, uh, asking for some OJ. Yep. Yep. Because I'm, you know, I don't have the guns like you, Jones, to squeeze my own oranges into my <laughs> glass. Yeah, you have to wrangle. You guys know how this stuff's made, right? You have to wrangle an orange. Catch the orange. Right. You have to wrangle it. And then you just, you don't even cut it open. If you're having it like authentically, you just squeeze it until you have the juices. Um, mom has gotten really into, she makes smoothies in the morning sometimes. And if she's not feeling a smoothie, she'll make some, like she has just a bunch of oranges and she'll dice them up and just do the whole squeeze of Rooney. So I'll take a little shot of uh, straight up OJ every once in a while. And it's, I'm definitely spoiled. It's delect- delectable. It's delightful. And have you guys seen the so-and-so ruins everything? What's that YouTube channel? You know what I'm talking about? You ever heard of that guy? It's like Adam Levine ruins everything. It's not actually Adam Levine. Some, <laughs> like something, that. some guy ruins everything and, or some, something along those lines. And he, he describes why orange juice fresh squeeze is so much better than your, Minute Maid or your Tropicana. I thought you were going to say the squeeze ruins everything, but the opposite. He's he's team orange squeezed, and the and anything oh, else ruins it. Well, it's just like you've you've we've we've all three of us have had both kinds: the store bought in the can and the fresh squeeze, and it's it's fresh is just so much better on a magnitude that's hard to fathom. Like it's a thousand times better. It's not even close. Hmm. The reason is is that they just put uh fragrances in the grocery store stuff like like if you ever get a citrusy cologne they're putting that inside this these orange juice containers mm. at the grocery store to give it that citrusy smell and flavor yeah it's mm. that sounds awful. That, that's what they're doing it, it feels like the right scientific way to go about this would be get giving a young child one or two year old the store-bought stuff get them conditioned on that. And then one day without telling them slip in the real thing mm-hmm. and capture their face, capture how high their eyebrows go, <laughs> how wide their eyes open. Right. And that's, and the magnitude of the eyes, how big they get. Yep. We can make it, we can make a formula for this too, is how good orange juice actually is. How much better. Right. Right. How better it much is. It's yes. a differential equation of sorts. Mm-hmm. Differential pulpation. Nice. Squeeze nation. <laughs> So do you think do you think that they'd be more or less uh, uh, agreeable to pulp? Hold on, As hold you- on. This is actually a this is a really big wait. Icy, are you a pulp guy? A hundred percent, baby. Yeah, that's such a Minnesota thing. That's a classic. Like, that's like an authentic. Anyone that's like a real, <laughs> a real person is like, of course. Yeah. Well, how can I get rid of the pulp? Yeah, you're a little insulted by it. A little bit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. I like it. I, I don't mind it at all. People get kind of uh, weirded out by it, but it's part but, of the orange. It's good stuff. I, I really enjoyed... Do you have a new overthought? We were always that? a low-pulp low yeah, family. Not no-pulp, but less pulp, whatever that was called in the carton. Yeah. So, like, too much pulp is a thing? <laughs> too much pulp would be frustrating. <laughs> Could you imagine you open it and it's just, like, sliding out? Like, there's hardly any juice. It's just all pulp. It's stuck. You need the fork <laughs> just to, like, pull out the solid inside. Uh. Wait, before we start roasting, we have a company, I think, that's upcoming. Uh, they're on the books for one of our episodes that's going to be... We're just gonna do pulp? A, okay. Just, yeah. Too <laughs> much. Is there such thing as too much pulp? We got to be careful. They've got great brand. Great brand. Thank you, I see. I was uh, I was gonna say this. It, 
this led me to a train of thought of um, back in, in, in college when, you know, the best bants coming from the sideline during games would usually come from the lacrosse team and they would be there and they're, they're, they're the, ch- the chirps that they would throw at the opposing team were these really subtle, just like funny, like anecdotes about the players, such as, for example, like, Hey, number three, like I heard you collect bookmarks. Nice. <laughs> just like, just Gross like, it. just kind of like this really subtle, like, is that a dit? Like what? Like so, kind of, so does orange juice fit in here? So the, the orange separate? juice tangent would be like, uh, uh, hey no number like number twelve, <laughs> heard you're a big pulp guy. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to think. Those, of what those are, are the like. best chirps. Those are the best chirps because you know anyone can say yo f you know like f you. It's like yeah, that's really creative, buddy. Like sure, you're really getting him with that one. But if you make it funny and witty, then look, we've got your back. That's really, a little golf clap. For the hundred percent, hundred percent, and it's 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 a kind of joke. It's kind of chirp that everybody in the crowd can can laugh at. It's not you don't have the parents rolling their eyes like oh god. They're like oh that's yeah. Cute. It's also the ones that get in the players' heads for real because you hear that and you kind of laugh. Yeah, like it does get you <laughs> off your game. The other stuff motivates you more if you're locked in. If you're that kind of player, yeah. but that kind of stuff you, you laugh like yeah. you, you giggle to yourself right. a little bit because it's so creative. I need to think through it. someone we, we so we got to know someone who's got like a whole like list of all of those somewhere. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll uncover those. We'll share that in the next pod. Let's get let's get right into our topics for today. There's mm. so much going mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. in the world of footy, and we're not doing a last week today because we're going to hit a lot of these main topics in more depth as our main topic. Hell yeah! For the app, so we'll we'll split it up with a little sponsor in the middle, keep you on your toes. But let's get right into it, Jones. What are we talking about first? What is uh what, what's on your mind? I think the the one thing that's actually really on my mind these days is uh is probably the one competition we've forgotten about a little bit uh and that's the fa cup and i think uh and i'm gonna here's how here's how i'm gonna convince you that you guys should be caring about it a little bit more okay because maybe you aren't maybe you are maybe you aren't fa cup has taken place this past weekend um which neither of us really none of us really cared about chelsea played man city and they won 1-0 and uh lester played Southampton and also won one So you have a final Chelsea and Southampton, but the bigger story here, Lester. Chelsea and Lester. Thank you. What'd I say? Southampton. Southampton. Well, who cares, <laughs> right? Who cares? Know, who cares? Who cares? You know? Uh, but I'll tell you why you should care because this means Man City is no longer in the running for getting a quadruple. Praise almighty. And not only that, but if they win, <laughs> if they win the league cup and the champions league and the EPL, that's like a, it's like a false treble. It's not even like a real, like I would say the treble is even off the table now because it has to be FA Cup, has to be FA Cup, Premier League, and UCL. So yeah, big weekend. Big weekend for United fans and holding on to our former glory. Throwing that out there, you guys. (laughs) And man, United former glory. Are they what, the last team to win the treble? Or I I actually don't know. Sorry, yes. Last English team uh, to win the treble and only English team to win the treble so i would agree that uh without fa cup treble is off the table it's the domestic cup in england carabao yeah. cup right is that the other thing is that yep. the other one you're mentioning yep. yeah that's that that's that new cup that is yeah i don't, I don't count it because you're a real one real yeah. real ones don't don't count the the carabao in the equation no. i will say hakeem Zayek looked really good for chelsea he was at the center of a lot of their attacks a lot of their chances he scored the goal to beat city one nil and they didn't get 
dominated. I think possession was something like 55-45 in favor of City. You expect them to normally have more possession. De Bruyne might have got injured, I think. He, he came off at some point, was hampered by something. But Chelsea just held strong. Tuchel has done a great job. They have crushed it since he came on board, obviously. And now they're into the finals against Leicester. I want to dub this the N'Golo Kante, not revenge game, but just like the battle for N'Golo Kante. Hmm. <laughs> like, I think if Leicester wins, they should get him back. Is that how it works? It, that would add <laughs> another level of stakes. There's like a really clause in the contract where if he's <laughs> if, if his team Gets loses beat. by... It's like yeah. the old days. You send your best warrior forward. Okay. You know, Romans on the beach against one of their competitors. You both send your best best foot forward except right. in this case it's Conte's right and left feet okay for both teams okay one for each um I'm all about this and I think we need to institute it I think yeah. every final you should have to put one player up on on the trading block wow and I think the question is is it a player that's a starter or is it just like any player is it like okay crap all right we're gonna take a third string goalie and like and then that's like a thing third string <laughs> goalies are always switching teams at the end of the season because of like this random clause <laughs> that just hasn't been like rebuffed because then the camera can zoom in on them during the game and they're just biting their fingernails, so <laughs> nervous, like crying a little bit. Such right. a such an extra entertainment, a whole nother saga to pay attention the to. The Leicester third team goalie, like he had, his whole family settled down. They were not expecting <laughs> to go to the FA Cup final. They're like sabotaging things. It's good for Leicester. And props to Leicester on the other side, beating Southampton 1-0. South, South, Southampton haven't been the greatest. But still, Leicester has kept this run of form since winning the league. They've stayed up near the top, both mm-hmm. in the league and these other competitions, in the Champions League, in and out now every year. It's really impressive for a, for a team that's not one of the traditional top six. It it begs the question, if I can, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to transition us over to EPL scores really quick from this past week. Um, not a lot has happened this weekend, but I think something that's kind of now trickling around in the conversation is as as it always is at the end of the year is what's your, your top four how's that going to finish and then how how's the bottom three going to finish um and with chelsea in the form that they're in and west ham slipping up to newcastle recently and, and Leicester kind of staying in the mix is chelsea going to break through are they hitting good form at the right time um and then conversely at the bottom half of the table um it, you know is is fulham is it good night for fulham have they now fallen too far away to possibly catch them they really could have used the win against Arsenal up one nil today until very late in the game. The 90 plus seven that would have kept them in it. I think they might've, they might've worked their way out of that battle out of the bottom three. They might be stuck there now. Yeah. We'll yep. see any game. I've from still got, I've got faith. Season. Yeah. I've got faith for West Brom. Actually, I also wanted to talk to the fans, the listeners, cause you know, we're an honest podcast and maybe this is just me feeling. I'm not sure how you guys feel. But I am going through some serious EPL fatigue. This this league, this season is so long. I mean, we're hitting, this is game week 32. I'm 33. Fulham's got 33 games on the book. Uh, you know, and I personally have my minutes of watching EPL have dropped uh, a lot, significantly recently. I don't think I've watched. The only, I watched 30 minutes of West Ham, Newcastle. That was the only footy i watched all weekend i watched you know mls i'm now starting to watch a lot more granted first game was this weekend for mnufc but i mean i'm not watching a lot of footy to be honest for yeah epl stuff i don't know long season 
And to add to it, City's got the uh, the title wrapped up. I don't. It'd be very shocking if they lost. I don't think they will. Sheffield's out. The bottom race is, you know, relegation fight. It's there slightly. I think if West Brom wins this this game week coming up against uh, whoever they play, they have a decent team. Leicester actually, if they can somehow beat Leicester, I'm all for West Brom making the run out of rele- out of relegation. That's possible. They've got they've but, got a tough uh, run there. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. A little EPL fatigue from my end. However, uh, back to the top four race: West Ham losing to Newcastle. Uh, actually turned out to be a very good game. Uh, they, they clawed back from down 2-0, uh, tied, West Ham did, and tied it 2-2, but then very nice header goal in the 83rd minute uh, but from Newcastle to win it. So, you know, West Ham, I think I see them slipping to sixth, uh, sadly, by the end of the season. So their, their great run of form this season, I don't think, will bear any fruit. Uh, however, I do think it's going gonna, it's gonna to leave the door open for Liverpool. Thank goodness. Uh, but, you know, I have qualms with Liverpool at the moment. We'll get into that later in this episode. Everton-Tottenham tying 2-2 really didn't help either team. Of course, you get a point, you'll take a point. And I didn't watch the game. I do need to check out some of the highlights. Um, but the game looks pretty even stats-wise. Obviously, Harry Kane, the greatest striker of all time, putting in both both goals for Tottenham. And now in the standings, they're still in 7th and 8th, mm-hmm. both about three points yes they're in europa league contention that very much in that fight but still a win away from getting back towards the top four both mm-hmm. of them so mm-hmm. it's uh it's exciting times for that fourth spot it's nice not to yeah. have to be in that mix i think you you made a good point jones that chelsea's hitting their stride at, at the right time yeah. i think they're looking very strong i i see them as a top four team i will say the last thing perhaps the, the keep in keep in mind is they are now battling in, in three different fronts. They've got FA cup, they've got champions, um, league. champions league, and then they've got um, premier league. So, you know, will That's they great. be able to keep their form up or not? It's a big question. We'll have to get to their impressive champions league run. I, I feel you on the EPL fatigue. I see also not watching as many games, not following fantasy premier league as much. It's tough. It's tough to manage over a long season. I don't know if you have any quick thoughts there, Jones. No, it is. It's exhausting. And I think the other thing is uh, we're getting nicer weather out. And I think restrictions are starting to loosen up a little bit. And we're starting to be normal humans again and realize we're not glued to the screen 100%. So, yeah. And, and I, the, the other aspect you brought up, I see, is like the league is sewn up. If it were like a tight two-way battle or three-way battle or something and you had some unique team in the mix, maybe we'd care more. But it does feel like it's kind of over. Taking some of that place for me has been the excitement of MLS mm-hmm. starting up an MLS opening weekend this past weekend, following a couple games, following along with YouTube live streams and watch alongs for a couple games to get involved with the chats and the banter and watching a couple of nationally televised games, which is really exciting. Uh, today, we're currently still watching a bit of LA Galaxy Inner Miami, and we just look back and it's three to two what? out of nowhere. So a high scoring affair. We're gonna have to rewatch some of those highlights. Wow. But another good televised game yesterday, LAFC and newcomers Austin FC. What have been some of the highlights or lowlights from either of your MLS opening day weekends? I feel like uh, Icy's got some pretty impressive lowlights to talk about. Thanks, Jones. Uh yeah, so 
For listeners, if you don't know, uh, MNUFC played Seattle on Friday night, and it was a late game, at least for us Central U.S. folks. Um, started at nine, and Seattle crushed Minnesota four zero. Now, yes, the score line is bad. Okay, if you didn't watch the game, you'd think Minnesota got trounced from start to finish. Not the case. First half, Minnesota actually did did quite well. Um, they had really good high press. Seattle likes to play out up from the back, and that was completely botched and looked very, very poor from their end because of Minnesota's high press. Uh, you did start to see a little, uh, again, the word fatigue is very common now in this podcast episode. Uh, fatigue from the Minnesota players in the second half. And really, Seattle, I, I don't know if they changed their tactics going into the sec- second half because they it was commented uh, during the game that, that they were trying some something new, a new formation in the first half. Um, but they came out. They The first goal was an absolute rip. Uh, beautiful goal. If you want to see a beautiful MLS goal, watch the highlights, uh, especially this 49th minute goal. Um, I can't even... It's just beautiful. Go watch it. There were it. a couple, um, couple of opening day weekend golassos bangers already like season goal of the season contenders i'll, I'll let you continue icy but yeah. a couple of good goals if you haven't checked out any of the highlights yet yes absolutely very good goals a quality i mean i would be stoked anyone would be stoked to see this at the epl level like these are these are not gimmies right these are these are fantastic goals so check them out some golassos but yeah, again this game uh brutal scoreline um I think I think Minnesota did play better than the scoreline indicates. Uh, just a collapse. I think a little mental collapse at the end. They never had. They never got things going up on top. Reynoso, he he's a very much looked. Uh, the eyes are on him this season. He did play well. He had some really nice passes, and you know we knocked one off the post uh, in the first half, and um, there was another good moment that we had. So we had our moments. Didn't capitalize and. Seattle did so. Yep, I would say I'd say my highlight from the weekend is just there's there's been a decent amount of goals. Um, you only have two games that that are scoreless, and the rest um, you have teams getting off the marks, and you have you have a couple games that have gone over uh, have gone and hit four goals in total, if not more. Um, uh, echoing what Eli, what you guys were just both saying, first weekend we have bangers. We have some like right proper bangers going in. Um, couldn't be more excited for it. And and also a big highlight for our FOFs, we started our own little uh, MLS Fantasy League, a little fun stuff messing around on the side, and that's kept uh, that's keeping me a little interested, learning a little bit more about these players. A couple of young names that everyone is excited to see on the pitch. Caden Clark uh, for the Red Bulls, who had one of those pre-mentioned screamers. Just beautiful goal youngster came on the scene last year and is continuing continuing his form into this year didn't score but up top for the earthquakes Cade Cowell started another youngster to keep your eye on and then a couple of upsets teams wise Houston who finished last in the Western Conference last year beat San Jose first game of the MLS season two to one and they looked strong but we'll see when they come up against better competition and then Montreal taking down Always good, always consistent. Toronto FC four to two. If a couple of those teams can continue to play strong this year, it's going to be a lot of parity. It's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of teams chomping at the bit to make it into the playoffs to win the MLS Cup in this first season back from 
the restrictions, the season last year that was altered in a lot of ways, many fewer games. This will feel a lot more like a full MLS season to these guys. So, and on that note, a couple of players still working back to fitness, like Icy said, uh, for Atlanta, Joseph Martinez, I think he came on as a sub, but didn't play fully for LAFC. Diego Rossi didn't start due to fitness concerns, I believe. And then Vela appeared to be injured, got taken out by Bob, Bob Bradley, the coach of LAFC, then didn't appear to be injured anymore. It was kind of distressed, annoyed he got taken out. So that was a little first day hiccup, but playing the long game here. It's the first weekend of MLS and already a lot of exciting storylines, including our Chicago Fire, who did get off to a 2-0 lead against the New England Revolution and then quickly gave it back. All four goals happening in the first 28 minutes of the game <laughs> and then the game finishing 2-2. Two two. Classic, my boys. A couple more good games today as mm-hmm. well. Columbus, Philadelphia, Vancouver, Portland. A do lot of good games. Do we know what channel that Columbus, Philadelphia game's on? chance not sure okay we're gonna look that one up we will have to check i'll i'll, I'll check on the side keep, well, keep leading while this. we check while we check oh nice idea we're gonna head to a quick ad break and we'll be back with more banter on the champions league europa league heading back overseas and finishing up with the nwsl challenge cup bringing it back to the states back across the pond stick with us Are you tired of your super team not being so super? Do you not care about the futures of every other team in the five major soccer leagues around the world? The little guys like Brighton, Forest Green Rovers, DSC Armenia Bielefeld, or Benevento? Then this competition is for you. The best of the best, and not the rest, competing for the crest. Twelve teams, including Real Madrid, Barcelona, Manchester United, and City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Juventus, and AC Milan will fight for the right to be named the greatest and also given at least $400 million for just taking part, but really scintillating world-class soccer. Get excited because there's a chance it'll be on one of the eight streaming services in no time. Sponsored by the proposed Super League, The Good Guys. Co-sponsored by ExxonMobil, Commodus from Gladiator, Thanos, Purdue Pharma, and The Shark from Jaws. can't believe thanos really threw his weight behind this one you know the shark from jaws thank you for that he's been yeah i think we haven't heard from him in a long time thank you sir his his pr team's been real low-key it's funny that this is the thing he's coming back with yeah i think it's it's all it's obviously a dude too sensible investment right i mean a lot of money to be made 400 million should we get into it should we talk now a couple minutes about this yeah i'm actually yeah, I'm reading that article. Now that everyone's interest is peaked, are they the good guys? Is right. it really the good guys? Right. Or was that or was that ad read misguided? Am I being, you know, is this propaganda? Here's here's the background. Here's the stuff that 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 ad with the with the people um at I don't know what the super pact is that this was the su- the super the super league super pact. It was actually the super duper pack. The super duper that put pack. their put their money and weight behind this one. <laughs> the super pack. Yeah. Super duper duper pack. <laughs> they um they want to put this breakaway league together if you if you haven't have you heard of the story yet um which is essentially and it's something that we've alluded to i think previously in some of our conspiracy theory um talk-alongs but it's essentially a league that would take uh, the best most elite clubs in europe your united's liverpool's chelsea's cities uh atletico juventus teams um they'd create their own super league 
that would play alongside domestic cup games so or domestic league play. So domestic league play as normal would be played on weekends. And then during the weekdays, these super clubs would have their own league that they'd play in. It would essentially replace the, the Champions League. Um, now, the thing that also sounds really messed up about it, well, I'm, I'm going to be objective here and just say what's going on, um, or excuse me, non-partisan, um, par- is that they, um, or partisan, well, I don't know what you say what you want. So is that the 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 turn the tournament this group of teams would be 20 it'd be roughly 20 teams in total 10 for each side of the bracket however they're building it and uh four to five teams would qualify for this for this group the Mm. super league which means then that the remaining 15 would stay they would never ever be relegated ridiculous concept um and yeah, and then they would play their league play during the weekends, and then they'd play this, and then Champions League would kind of be like not really a thing. I guess it would still exist, but clearly not to the same magnitude. Um, and yeah, uh, FIFA's fighting back. FIFA's saying this is ridiculous and starting to push out agendas such as uh, any player who plays in this league, plays on these teams, won't be allowed to play in the FIFA World Cup. Um, there is talks of, of, um, these, these teams not obviously being allowed to play in their domestic league. If you leave and create your own league, then for, forget about it. Forget um, about it. It's hard to imagine. It's hard for me to think like aside from clearly them doing their own thing and trying to make their own money and, 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 and grow it exponentially way more than it already is. Like, is there any benefit that they're actually providing for literally anybody else other than themselves? Or is this legitimately the most greedy, selfish prospect that I've heard in a, in, in a long time? I see. What's your, what's your take on this proposed Super League? Yeah, I think it's a horrible idea. I would add to Jones's last statement that it is a, a money-grabbing, greedy attempt by already the richest clubs in world soccer to just expand their wealth and and take from, you know, even just take the precious resources away from the smaller clubs um, who might get and benefit from broadcasting television money. You know, I think it's a horrible idea. I dislike it. We already, right. To have a league of the top teams, you know, sounds nice. And we get, we get the greatest teams in Europe playing each other in Champions League. Um, you know, to, to think that we should have a league with the top teams with no fear of relegation for them and they just, you know, rake in this money. It, it doesn't, it's not right, you know? <laughs> and it will, it, will, it will really undermine and, 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 sh- and I think destroy um, European soccer that we've enjoyed. So it's already been a couple rants saying exactly that. I see. Not that either of yours was a rant, but official YouTube uh, media backed rants on Sky Sports and by other commentators, former players, people that just love the game that are speaking to it on the daily and their faces are on TV, just trashing the idea and saying, yeah, it's, it all comes down to, to greed. Mm-hmm. I think it was Roy Keane and, and some others. It just comes down to greed. Right. So if you're a fan of greed, and you're listening. We don't hate you, but just admit it. Admit just that's like what it is. To, if they owned up to it and said this is purely a cash grab, yeah, 
I think we'd. I think everybody would. If do they it. called it the cash grab league, right? Respect, right? If they called it I'd big money, big money league. Actually, that's what their issue is. They just call it the <laughs> Super League, but that's like classic villain name kind of thing. Like, yep. they just too obvious. Wrong branding, wrong PR. Right. I feel like if anything, the people who supported the Super League ad you just had on there, which was Thanos, but it was also Axon, the Shark from Jaws. Yeah, Purdue Pharma and Commodus from Gladiator. <laughs> I think they. I think all of them would. Commodus, like, is that like the move from the movie? Yeah, Commodus is the you know the bad, the antagonist in the movie. Um, jo- jo- uh, Joaquin Phoenix's yeah, character, exactly. hilarious, hilarious. <laughs> uh, not for him. He's invested a lot of money, apparently. <laughs> I'm. I don't know how I missed that. That's incredible. But that that team, I feel like, is decent at PR. I would, I would imagine that they should be able to help mock up some names maybe we'll come up with some new names yeah so that's a segment right there uh-huh. super league is too ostentatious it's yeah. too we got yeah. yeah we got to get the baller family involved big baller brand look that's how you market a brand all right you want the <laughs> super league get the big big baller league out there. i don't know he's got to be a good better marketing like you said jones you put lonzo on liverpool mm-hmm. Lamelo on juventus <laughs> And maybe you get some action. Maybe people would support it. <laughs> Who's the third guy? Leangelo. Thank you. On AC Milan, perhaps. Ooh, I don't know if they'd. Well, I think they. Yeah, would we'd have to. That'd be right. the one specific entire now. It's like which team does Leangelo play on? That's a crossover. I don't know how many how many uh, listeners, how many fofs appreciate that deep cut, but we'll see how many basketball fans we have after right. this minute of this app. Right. Let's talk. Let's talk the actual Champions League. What's currently in place. Mm-hmm. The thing we know and love that we've watched and followed, and they're down to the semifinals left in the Champions League is City versus PSG heavyweights. Mm-hmm. City versus PSG and Real Madrid, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Chelsea snuck in. I just can't I can't handle it, guys. Chelsea, I, I cannot handle it. Are they real? Are they actually happening? Or have <laughs> they just had a very convenient route? I mean, they took down Atletico, right? Yeah. Couple so, of rounds ago, then Porto. You could argue, argue Atletico is the harder test, mm-hmm. and all on the back of Christian Pulisic, <laughs> winning man of the match. I True. think he he got fouled twelve times, some some record setting amount because he's so quick, he's so right. elusive. I think it was the most since Hazard. I think it was the, like the, there's Ooh. there's some nice comparisons there. It's a look, uh, Chelsea. Okay, so real quick, real quick, round the horn predictions: Chelsea and Real. Uh, who's coming out on top, Eli? And what's the uh, aggregate score? Real will come out on top, aggregate three to two. Nice. Nice. Icy, what are you seeing? Wow, that's a good scoreline there, Eli. Um, I also think Real, but I think it's going to be a 2 2 aggregate, but it'll be a way goal victory for Real. Mm. So I think. Yep. How would that work? <laughs> how would that work? I guess. What would be two zero Real in the Chelsea Stadium and Chelsea win? No, no, no. Two, a two one one zero two, one. action. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, possible. Yeah. Um, Jones, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go heavy Real. I'm gonna go. Um, show me a five two Real. I think wow. Chelsea will get after it, open up, and then Real end them. That's a that's a spanking five two mm-hmm. in the semis. It is. It is. Should be entertaining though. Bayern, the supposed champs, last year's champs. And this year's predicted champs are out at the hands of PSG, who finally might be able to salvage this Mbappe Neymar partnership right. by winning a Champions League. I think if they win this year, 
it would be considered a success. Even just one Champions League victory with as far as, they, as they've gone in the past, winning it this year, going through Bayern to, you know, get at some of last year's desperation and those bad memories, putting that aside to get through Bayern. If they get through City, the other best team in the competition left, I think we'd agree, and then take down either Chelsea or Real, I think it would be a successful run for them. Yep, absolutely. I mean, when's the last duo? Maybe I'm blanking something out, but when's the last like high, high-powered duo that's really just been so dominant and put their put their 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 foot down in a game? It's been really impressive watching them too, and it's really entertaining. It's a shame that this isn't the final. I would really love for a City yeah. PSG final. I think that would be super entertaining. PSG has been playing their whole their whole way of of, of uh, winning this competition has been on the counter more or less. Um, and that's exactly what's going to happen with City. I would imagine City will possess it. They'll play it up the field. And they are, I mean, Mbappe and Neymar are together just doing incredible things. Yeah, it, it makes you think what strategy Pep is going to enforce for this game and for the for the two games coming up against PSG, right? I think the, the goal has got to be possess, possess, possess. You've got to secure the ball and play it around if you have to. Coax. PSG, I mean, it's what they do. It's, I, mean, I guess maybe there are no changes from the city side except just be more careful with the ball um, because, right, the counterattack is is their, is their style. And you get Mbappe running behind the city line, Diaz maybe could get him, but Ruben Diaz, but he's, no. <laughs> Mbappe would be gone. And then, <laughs> yeah, you get Neymar on the break too. You don't want Neymar running at you one-on-one. I mean, it's, it's likely going to go Neymar's way unless you – are Kyle Walker and you'll probably just bulldoze Neymar. So if he, if he goes against Walker, it'll be a physical affair. hundred so. percent. Either of you see the Phil Foden Mbappe drama. Yes. No, the, no. The, enlighten the, the us. tweet, the tweet war uh, Foden, apparently Foden's team, his social media team, but right after city's win or PSG's win, one of the two Foden basically tweeted, like you got to go through us kind of thing at Mbappe. I don't know if you remember the actual tweet, it was like see in the next round at Mbappe or something like see that. See in the next rounds calling out Mbappe and everyone of course thinks this is going to be Mbappe's Michael Jordan moment like that was all I needed. Right. You know, finishes the aggregate on himself Mbappe right. versus City. So <laughs> right. they they tried to save face and and maybe turn him down a, a notch by saying, "Oh, it was his team and I think they took it down." Yeah. But nice yeah. way to start it out. It's uh there were some good memes of like uh showing um they like found Mbappe like on his phone or something and like kind of looking at it incredulously like like he's like trying to read it or something the caption being like Mbappe like who is this like, <laughs> like, like who's reaching out to me what's going Dude, on I think it's I think it's great I think it's funny and I think it gets people more into the game right when we hear some trash talk I mean it's it's this is the formula the cash formula the money-making formula that the uh Logan Paul Jake Paul that those brother do that's what they do. And they make millions. Not that these clubs need to make millions, but that's how you get viewers to come. Like, do some trash talk. Make it make it social media presence. Like, if it's real or not, just play it up. You know, have your teams be that uh, be the voice for you and play it. Play to it. Yeah. Totally. And those it's matchups, fun. those matchups are coming up soon. Uh Real Madrid, Next Chelsea. Week? Yeah. Tuesday, twenty-seventh. And PSG Man City Wednesday, April 28th. So looking forward to that. Europa League happening at the same time. Also in the semifinals, we have Manchester United versus AS Roma. 
and Villarreal versus Arsenal. So two Premier League clubs in both the Europa League semifinals and the Champions League semifinals. We'll move quickly because we want to talk this and NWSL and NWSL and N and N. Say that one. Ampersand. That's tough. Um, Jones, how do you feel about Man U's chances against Roma in the semis? I think Man United, uh, as of a couple weeks ago, whenever the final rounds had kind of settled for a round of 16 or 32, whichever it was, United was labeled as the the team that, that has to win this. Um, and I still feel very bullish about them. United's hot. Uh, they just had a great um, end of game uh, pull out against uh, Burnley, which a team that they've struggled against recently. And with the form that that United's in at the moment, I, I really do feel good about them. Um, I know I've jinxed them pretty heavily just by doing that, but um, I feel good about them taking on Roma and I feel good about them taking on Villarreal or Arsenal. Would obviously rather Villarreal, but we'll see. Neither of those teams have looked too strong, mostly speaking about Arsenal. I think they'll be okay. If they can get through Roma, that's probably the toughest side left in the, the competition. NWSL Challenge Cup, the last piece we want to get to. It's also been happening. I haven't seen any viewership numbers, but I have to imagine it's high. They've expanded this year onto Paramount Plus, mm-hmm. which we've recently obtained and have watched a game or two. Yep. It's exciting. They've done a great job also putting out highlights. There have been some goals in some games, zero goals in other games, kind of similar to MLS opening weekend, but teams have still only played one or two games. So the whole thing is really four games a team, I believe, in this group stage, and then you move on to a semifinals and a final. So it's almost halfway done already. North Carolina, always strong, is on top of Group A. Gotham FC. What a cool name change and jersey design for what was previously uh, Sky Blue, I believe, the team from New York, New Jersey. What, what's your thoughts when you hear Gotham FC as a soccer team? I love it. Uh, just gets you gets you pumped. Get, gets a little mystery to it. Gotham FC makes you obviously think of Batman. Um, it's pretty awesome. I feel like Batman should be the logo. They have some cool colors. The colors are this dark, brooding, like black and blue, once and light blue and darker blue, I guess, or black even on the jerseys. So they're going for the Batman vibes, I think, and it's paid off so far. They're they're one and zero, one the, game, one win. It's you change a rebrand, and suddenly everything changes at the club. Um, it, it it's super exciting. It feels very American. I don't know. I guess I don't know enough about other small leagues throughout the the, the world and, and football, but it definitely feels um, like if there is one thing you should lean into in in the MLS or NWSL, it's that we have these random clubs that aren't whatever FC. It's you know you have the Galaxy, you have things like that. So why not make up a fictitious place or at least usurp a fictitious place and and let that um, be your team's legacy? Because the other fun thing is. Um, say if you were to start a club and it's Metropolis SC, which doesn't really work, but if you did, um, suddenly it comes with this uh, whole history to it, this whole superhero history that this club doesn't feel as new new. Now it suddenly has a little bit of a legacy to it. Mm. So there's a nice little balance that comes that comes with it and a little more equity than than starting brand new. So I'm a huge fan with it uh, of it, and uh, I think Chicago Fire should consider just for the future potentially changing their names to a place like Atlantis. The Chicago Atlantis. Chicago Atlantises. <laughs> Chicago Atlanti. Chicago Hercules. That's a good one. Herculean fireballs. That's even better. <laughs> yep. 
I think I'm going to stop there. That's it can't get much better than that. Yeah. <laughs> well, as far as other real teams go, Group B is led by the Portland Thorns, who made a run at it last year and couldn't get to the finals, but are 2-0 and this year. They will probably be back in the semifinals. And we'll see. We'll see. Houston is second in Group B. They did win it last year. They have two games and two draws, so nothing too crazy, but that's enough to put them second in Group B, and that might be all it takes to get you in the semifinals. So we'll keep following the Challenge Cup. We'll keep keeping you updated. Maybe maybe even bringing on some folks to chat Challenge Cup later on or once it ends. Nice. Keep an eye on for that. We, we also got some other folks coming on soon that you might know or you might have heard of, and if not, you'll be excited to learn more about because mm-hmm. they got cool perspectives on soccer, social media, like we've been talking about this month, and growing soccer on social media and growing social media on soccer. And growing soccer in on Atlantis. A, on a media. On a media in Atlantis. In Atlantis. We're gonna we're gonna finish off, as always, with one of our famous, infamous games. Icy, what are we playing today? Well, we liked the seemed you guys liked the last time we did this, so we're gonna do two truths and a lie again. Mm. Uh, so folks, for this game, Max and Eli will have to find the lie amongst the two truths um all right anyone in particular want to start eli does eli. Go first eli i'll read you the first three options okay first montreal impact versus toronto fc was the only game in the 2021 mls opening weekend up until now to have a single player score more than one goal there were two match second there were two matches in the opening weekend that were scoreless Three, Freddie Montero added to his goal tally against MNUFC on Friday and is Seattle's all-time leading goal scorer. First one's the, one lie. Was the lie. Don't even try me. The first one's the lie. I don't... I, you're looking at me like I'm wrong. I felt really <laughs> good about that. You're right. Now, for the bonus, do you know what the correct answer is? To which player did... Which game, and then uh, even more of a bonus, which player scored more than one goal in this opening you can't cheat if you're cheating right now i'm not but i think it was freddie montero on seattle it was definitely one of the seattle players that had two goals and i'm pretty sure it was freddie montero you're close but you're wrong it was the mnufc game raul ruy diaz ruy diaz ruy diaz all right all right kids been following big points right there you had two yeah you crushed it all right jonesy here you go since its inception in 1955, only 22 football clubs have won the Champions League. Real Madrid have won it the most with 13 titles. Second, Nottingham Forest is one of the five English clubs to have won the Champions League. And third, English clubs were banned from the Champions League for 10 years because they were winning so much. Uh, the third one is false. You are correct. <laughs> the, truth, the truth was that they were banned for five years. Uh, 1986 to 1991, this is a fact, uh, were banned from playing in the Champions League following the disaster that happened in the Heysel Stadium. Uh, the day was declared a dark day in football where 600 people were injured and 39 deaths were confirmed. Incident happened when a group of Liverpool fans attacked Juventus fans, breaking down the barriers between the groups that later resulted in a wall collapse, causing uh, casualties. Yeah, scary yeah. stuff, but uh, you got it right. All right, Jonesy. All right, now it's back to Eli. All right, Eli. In 2018, 
The North Carolina Courage became the first team to win the NWSL Shield and the championship in the same season. Second, the Utah Royals FC are the only club to have won the NWSL Shield trophy each year they have been in the NWSL. And third, the Portland Thorns have the most playoff appearances at six. Hmm. I didn't think either of the second two. I believe the Courage won first. I'm not an NWSL fan all the way back to its inception in 2013, I'll be honest. But I would believe, given how good they've been, they won the first one, or won both Sporter Shield and the Cup. So I'm, I'm stuck on the second two. Uh, I will go with... Oh. Utah. I don't think Utah won the Supporter Shield every year they were in the NWSL. You guys are on a roll. That's Ooh, correct. Nice. nice. Good job. The North Carolina Courage have won it three times in the three seasons they've been a team in the league. Wow. All right. And lastly, Jones, here you go. Leicester City have been to the FA Cup final four times and never won it. Second, the FA Cup is the world's oldest football tournament. And third, Chelsea have won more FA Cup titles than any other team. Uh, I'm going to go with the third one is false. Wow, you guys got them all right. Yes. I, think, I think Arsenal's the most. Arsenal, Arsenal yeah. has the most. Wow. Hey, yeah, job. so Lester, this is this will be their fifth time in the in the championship. We'll see if they can break the curse. That blows my mind. That really does. I don't we I, I felt a little th- those were good questions. Those were not those easy. Those are great those ones. Those were not yeah. easy. Those were we're we just got, really we got smart. Lucky. We got lucky. You guys, you guys crushed it. No, we're objectively we're big big brains here. Five hundred IQ answers there. If we if we messed it up, I was ready to label the game two truths and an Eli. But considering we crushed it. It's just two truths. You're just looking at two truths right here. You're the that's truth and I'm speak. the truth. Yeah, it's always speak. Dog. Facts only, baby. Not fiction. And you're the truth. If you're listening, if you're a Foth, you are also the truth. Okay? Believe in yourself. Believe in your knowledge. And have curiosity to learn these things that big brain Mr. Max Winter has shared with us today. You should know that. Memorize it. Re-listen to that piece of the episode. So if you end up on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, if you end up on Jeopardy, mm-hmm. You will be labeled the truth, like Paul Pierce. There you go. Everything. That's what we do. Logo proposition, guys. We change it to Paul Pierce silhouette. Think about it. <laughs> and that's where we come full circle today, finishing with <laughs> Paul Pierce. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you've listened this far, stay tuned. We got some exciting guests to come, as we mentioned, and we'll see you next week. See ya. See you next week. All right, quick pivot. Who was your crush when you were younger on like Nickelodeon? Did you have a crush? Like you'd see a character on screen, you're like, man, I'm five and that's my crush. <laughs> I need to, I need to look I mean maybe I need to look at um okay, well, does this count? Kim possible?